Welcome back to an all-new episode of DirtCast. I'm your co-host, Megan Reynolds. I'm your other co-host, Madeline Davies. Later on in this episode, we'll be joined by Samer Kaloff and Clover Hope, two GMG employees and friends and good people to talk about a person that we have yet to discuss in full, the inimitable Cardi B. Well, also, let's add... That Clover oh my God, uh, that's has right. a book coming out soon that's all about female rappers. She is like such an expert on this topic. And then Samer, who is the managing editor at Deadspin, uh, shot a video with Cardi B once. Uh, and it is hilarious. So we're also going to get his little take on that. Since he is the closest person to Cardi B uh, that I think both of us know. Yes, exactly. 100%. Physically, physically and yes. at least. Um, but before we do any of that, it's a very fun episode. I would like to ask my beautiful co-host, Maddie, how are you? I'm doing okay. There's a spring in my step. Yes. A spring in the air. Yes. Which is nice. Yes. Um, I spent the entire weekend in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, it was nice. It was – I like Milwaukee a lot more than I think I – I mean, I, like, grew up about an hour away. Um, but, like, going there as an adult, like, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, kind of like a, a smaller Chicago. That's fun. Um, only with, like, way more emphasis on drinking. Love that. Um, <laughs> but Yeah. Went to went to see the Bucks versus the 76ers. <laughs> got real. It got a little bit spicy. There, oh. was some, there was some heated moments on the court, which I live for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really, like, I turned to the people I was with, and I was like, why are they getting along so well? And then suddenly it was just like. Things like started fighting. Um, yeah, there was, like, one really good moment where uh, Embiid, who's a player on the 76ers who is – Known for being uh, a bit of an antagonist, mm-hmm. he like made a really good shot, and the arena booed him. And he just oh. stood in the middle of the court, cupping his ears, just like feeding off of the boo. That's amazing. And I was like, that is just all I wanted. That's nice. I was like, sorry, sad my team lost, but also love it when it gets a little spicy. <laughs> that sounds like a beautiful weekend, <laughs> a pleasant weekend for you. I'm trying to think, I had a relatively uneventful weekend. but I Hit up the St. Patrick's Day Parade, I'm sure. I did. I did. Well, except for that, of course. I mean, I don't miss it every year. It's my favorite activity. Um, Let's see. What did I... Well, I was in... I mostly spent the weekend recovering from my extended weekend in New Orleans with the women of my family. Yes. You had a a ladies trip. (laughs) Yeah. God. (laughs) Yeah. It was like girls trip, except it was just me and my three sisters and my freaking mother. Would. Watch. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be so good. Um, my mom and one of my sisters ran the first annual New Orleans Women's Half Marathon. That's awesome. Um, that was good for them. Um, I and my other two sisters watched. My mom runs – Love. she loves a half marathon. She mm-hmm. often runs That's one. That's incredible. Yeah. She's an impressive woman. Um, but usually, like, at the finish line, you get, like, your little medal, and then they'll give you, like, a Gatorade or, like, something. My sister finished before my mom – and when she came to meet us on the other side of the finish line, she was holding <laughs> three – it was like 9.30 in the morning. They gave her three spiked seltzers. <laughs> and she had like maybe a bottle of water, maybe a banana. And then she was also holding a small styrofoam bowl of like decent um, – uh, was it gumbo? Yeah, it was gumbo. No, jambalaya. 
That's and like, I was like, yeah. what? And she was like, I don't know. She's like, do you want some of this? And I was like, sure. I'm just imagining them like uh, giving you like a hurricane or something yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the spike seltzer, I was like, you just ran like 13 miles in like you 80% so humidity. fucked up. Like we each we shared one, all three of us, yeah. all four of us. I'm sorry, there are four, whatever. We all shared one, but uh, New Orleans was great. I love New Orleans so much. Me too. I ate my body weight in crawfish, um, and then came back and started a gym regimen immediately because I was like, I'm disgusting. Yeah, it's like I mean, you did like a Fat Tuesday kind of. I did a Fat Tuesday for five days with my family. Um, but I am alive. Spring is here. When the weather, the weather changes, gets warmer. Yeah, and the snow melts. Mm-hmm. The the ground gets muddy. It does. And when the ground gets oh. muddy, <laughs> we all get a little dirty. We all get just a tiny bit dirty. You ready to talk about the dirtiest dirt? I've never been more ready. Okay, here's the thing. I am so upset that I was not able to be on DirtCast when all of the news broke about Operation Varsity Blues. I was sitting in the airport coming back from New Orleans, and my sister looked up and was like, did you hear about this college cheating scandal? It was like we had like an hour before we got on the flight, so I read literally everything I could. Yeah. I am obsessed. It's so, it's so good. It's a perfect scandal. It's beautiful. Yeah, I also really like, I don't know, one, I love, like, watching, like, uh, rich people fail. Yeah, um, that's nice. But also, I feel like, not all of the kids, but some of the kids I feel really bad for because, like— Like whom? Like, there was one woman who uh, is, like, recorded saying how her daughter really wanted to get 34 on the ACT. And she's, like, the, her daughter was, like, I just need to get 34 because it clearly, like, that's what the college what did, she wanted. I don't even know. Okay. The ACT is, like, the Midwestern Western SAT. What's the top score? Like, what's the? I think a 37, but I don't really Okay. Remember. I never I didn't take the ACTs. She really wanted to get a 34. Mm. Uh, again, I assume, like, that's, like, what the qualifications for the school she wanted to yeah, go to was. Yeah, totally. And uh, her mom was, like, what happens if you get a 33? And her oh. daughter's, like, I'll take it again. Okay. Um. So that's, like, a person with motivation. Yeah, A person nice. who uh, has a goal that they want to set for themselves yes. and achieve. Yes. The mom, when talking to, like, the proctor or whatever, was, like, I'm so fucking sick of hearing her talk about this test. I can't imagine her doing it again. So let's just, like, make sure she gets a 34. Oh, my God. And, like, that kid, like, was going to try. Oh, my God. Ugh. You know who wasn't going to try? Lori Laughlin's daughter. Olivia Jade. I love that she's a YouTuber. Yes. Love that. She's lost at least two sponsorship deals. Uh, Sephora, she has a highlighter and bronzer palette with Sephora that was supposedly very good, but it doesn't matter because Sephora has dropped her yeah. and pulled the palette. So if you, I suppose if any of you beauty gurus are sitting on an Olivia Jade X Sephora highlighter, like shade and illuminate palette, um, that's going to be worth some money. They should just like rename it. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, bribe and... <laughs> Scandal. Just yeah. call it scandal. Um, uh, failing upwards. Failing upwards. I think she also had a deal with Tresemme, and that fell out. Um, there will be more, I'm sure. Also, we say Lori Laughlin's daughter. It's not. It, she's the one who got busted for it, but also yeah. the daughter of Massimo. Ma- of the Target Massimos. Yes. 
<laughs> which I, yes. Um, they also had another, they have another daughter named Isabella who also is no longer at USC. Um, Aunt Becky pulled from the next season of Fuller House. Oh, yeah. And that show, the um, the Hallmark show that she's on. Oh, yeah. She's in so many Hallmark movies. Her very successful Hallmark show called When Calls the Heart. When Calls the Heart. So she's not going to be in the new season of When Calls the Heart. The fans of the show who, um, they, they call themselves Hardies, which I love. Um, they've been up in arms, very upset about this recent kerfuffle. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with her character uh, on the show. I mean, it takes place uh, a long time ago, so it's maybe like an she old, just gets— She get like, dysentery or something. I was say, like, oh, she died, she died over the summer from the miasma. Yeah, 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 yes. Def- definitely like a miasma. Um, TB, right? That TB, was the one that got everybody. A TB, a miasma situation. Um, they are going to figure out something to do, either kill her character off or I don't know. Netflix always suggests that show to me what? because I like costume dramas. And oh, so I think right, that like, right, right. I've watched like a lot of like the BBC ones or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's always like, do you want to watch this? And I, every time I'm like, is that on Becky? <laughs> and it is it every is. time. I think now that Felicity, like everyone has been charged and dealt with, I don't think we'll hear much more unless like something crazier comes out of the court yeah. documents or until uh, until their sentencing. Yeah. But I am just basking in how nice it felt to have a scandal that felt wholesome. Yeah. And like not, I mean, life-ruining for people, yes, of course. But it's different. But it's like, people it's who different. actually are going to be fine. Yeah. Like the Massimo of the Target Massimos is going to bounce back. He's just going to be terrifically embarrassed. I mean, also like Olivia Jade will always have money. Olivia Jade is, I'm not worried about Olivia Jade. Um, I feel like her YouTube career will only blossom after this. Yeah, I bet. Or I bet. so. I would be so embarrassed. We love a scam. You know, internet loves a scammer. It's so. true. It's true. Yeah, and also it's like rich parents will find new ways to get their kids into colleges that they don't deserve to go to. Yeah, please keep it up because if we could have one of these juicy little nice scandals every like like, you said, it was like fun. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was riveted. I was googling so many things on the plane, like looking at the CNN, whatever. Um, Yeah, it was fun. It was nice to like feel like something was fun as opposed to like... <laughs> it was like, nice to feel joy <laughs> suppose, in someone's failure. Yeah, as opposed to like soul-crushing and terrible. Right. So that is that. This is a little item that I saw this morn on my way in. Gwyneth Paltrow has explained like what she meant by a conscious uncoupling uh a phrase that is now burned into my brain forevermore. Yeah, it's, it's in the cultural lexicon. It is. Um, and it to me, it seems sort of nice. It's weird how, like, a celebrity can say something and then, like, wardrobe malfunction. And, oh, like, yeah. It's like, oh, that's a thing. Like, that's oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. It's like in the, doc- it's in the documentary. It's in the dictionary now. Yeah. Um, so Paltrow said that she wanted to reinvent divorce when she and Chris Martin decided to no longer be together. Sure. She said all this to Dax Shepard on his podcast. I didn't realize Dax Shepard had a podcast. Yeah, it's like one of the most successful podcasts. really? I can't yes. imagine listening to his voice for longer than like an episode of Parenthood. Oh, think of how many listeners we have. Yes. Five. <laughs> and now like multiply that by, by like, like a bajillion. By like a hundred million. Okay, yeah. cool. I got it. Um, this is what Gwyneth told her good personal friend Dex, I just thought, I wonder if there's a way to circumvent that 
which that meaning like divorce. Acrimony. Right. And just go directly to the point where we're friends. We're family. That's it, she said. We can pretend we're not and hate each other or let's try to reinvent this for ourselves. And you know what? That is nice. I think any, especially like people with kids. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you want to do it in a in a better, healthier way? Yeah. Like if you have the, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still divorce. You're still getting divorced regardless of what you want to call it. But you can, as an adult, you have the choice to like figure out how you're going to act. Yeah. And then try to fucking act right for and once. And just like know that like you share a child or multiple children with yes. this person. Yep. Uh, I always think it's like the idea of just like bashing your kid's parent is always very like. <sighs> yeah. I mean, you're in ex- like you, the thing didn't work out. The result of this thing is that you have a child. You have to like keep it together. I mean, you are inextricably linked because of the child unless you're an asshole. Yeah. So I think that even though unconscious, conscious uncoupling sounds very um, crystals. I mean, yeah, it, it it's is. very goop. It is. It's very goop, but of all of the bad that goop has sown right. in in the universe, <laughs> I will accept conscious uncoupling and then also this really expensive but very good tinted chapstick that they sell on their website that I have bought twice now because I lost the first one. I, again, like for all the terrible <laughs> things goop has put in the world yes. and like dangerous information. Yes. Um, I, like, find Gwyneth Paltrow so charming. Really? Yeah, I know. I, it's, like, the opposite of how most people that's feel. That's weird, yeah. I just think she's, like, funny whenever she's in an interview. I think yeah. she's, like, yucking it up with yeah. whoever. Like, I don't know. When I was in Goop Health at the beginning of last year, I saw—I mean, she, like, moderated a panel, obviously, and she, like, did the—like, she gave us, like, our little, like, introduction, like, good morning speech. And I was trying—I was, like— Sort of starting to see how people, because everyone around me was like in awe. Um, so I could sort of see it. But then like, I think I was more like, I saw Bryce Dallas Howard in the bathroom. And that to me was like more exciting. <laughs> she was shorter than I expected. Uh, she was wearing those stupid slippers they gave us and she was washing her hands. And then I saw her like get like an essential oil treatment later. And I was like, that's, that I feel like that this is a more impressive celebrity. Because Gwyneth just seemed like, even though she was like swanning about, she like the entire the day, she did seem like still very I don't know, like not aloof and not inaccessible. She's sort of like detached. Oh, yeah, a she's little. like a blue blood. Yeah, part of me wants to like her because of that story about how she smokes like a single American spirit yellow like every year to like keep her humble or whatever, which I think is like a charming affectation. One that I hope to adopt when I actually quit smoking and <laughs> um, and yet I still can't fucking do it. I Again, I totally get it. Yeah. I, I think a big part of it is because um, I love her in the movie Emma. Ah. Uh, um, uh, and like it's like – was just like the perfect part for her is yeah. like kind of this like, uh, you know uh, – Kicky, but also maybe too confident and too proud of herself. Yeah. Lady, you know? Yeah. She's just so good in that mm-hmm. movie. So I think that will always— I get it. Will always have a part of my heart. That's sweet. Did you watch any of Shrill, our, our pal Lindy West's new show? I have not. I have not had a chance to watch Shrill yet. How is it, though? I So it's always very nerve-wracking when, like, a friend produces, like, a work of art. Yeah. 
um, because you either have to pretend you're going to love it yep. or you have to, like, be mean Yeesh. or ideally you love it. And right. I was so happy with how good it is. Oh, that's great. Not that I ever expected it to be bad, but right. again, there's just that nervousness. Yeah. Because um, you're going to have to, like, say something about it yeah, to the so person. Yeah, so I just want to put out there, like, congratulations, Lindy. That's uh, great. Former, former Jezebelian. True. Um, and, like, true, uh, true champ of the world. <laughs> I will I will watch it after I watch the Elizabeth Holmes documentary. Oh yeah. Which I again was unable to watch because I was working last night. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm excited about that. I one can't too. fucking wait. It looks amazing. Um so that is that. Um I wanna talk about so a while back oh, yes. uh on February twenty first, which is the birthday of Madeline Davies. Um <laughs> Happy and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, look at you. Yeah, there's a couple other people. Alan Rickman. Oh. Kelsey Grammer, my enemy. Wow. Anyway, on February 21st, James Kennedy, the white Kanye West of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, that's what he calls himself. Don't love that. Not a fan. <laughs> Not enthralled. No, nor is anybody else. Interesting. Um, Can't imagine why. Okay. Uh, he tweeted that Jordan Woods... Fallen woman, Jordan Woods. Right. She of the Tristan Thompson, Chloe Kardashian, uh, yes, fiasco, uh, was seen dropping off a resume at Sir, mm. uh, kind of with the the implying that she was trying to be on um, Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty clear from the jump that he was kidding because James, if you watch the show, you know he's wily. If he calls himself the white Kanye West, I have issues. He has called himself that, that yeah. stresses me out. Someone asked Sheena Marie, mm. who is uh, another star of the show, if it was true. Mm. And she said, no, but Jordan did uh, eat at the restaurant like okay. in, the, in the days surrounding the scandal. So she I was see. there and like James was just making a joke. Cool. But what I wanted to bring up, though, yes, please. is one how much I hate Sheena. <laughs> First and foremost, how much I loathe Sheena, largely because what she had to say was so fucked up mm. and, like, unnecessary. So when asked about this, Sheena said, no, but she really did go to Sir like a day or two after all of this broke. She did not turn in a resume. She's, like, standing at the bar and looks like she's waiting for an interview, but she did not turn in a resume. Okay. And then she adds, none of us have an ounce of respect for her. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Who the fuck are you? Look in the mirror. As like our friend Kara Brown said, she was like, she would be the only one on that show I would have respect for if she got put on. And also, Sheena, you fucking hypocrite, (laughs) she is on that show because she had an affair with Eddie Sivrian while he was with Brandy Glanville. That's, like, why we know who Sheena is. Love that for her. That's good. It's a nice moment. I don't know. Stupid. Get off your high horse, lady. I mean, everybody could get on a smaller horse, if you ask me. Um, Just a little pony as opposed to, like, a a large— One of Lisa's miniature horses. (laughs) With their poor little hobbled knees. Yeah, just get on a mini horse. Get off the stallion. There's no reason. Um, Yeah, and it just is wild to me because also it's like all of the people on that show are, are belong in the trash um, <laughs> where I already live. So, again, not an insult. Just move into even. Maddie's home, the trash.
We here are so thrilled to be sitting in this room with Samer Kalaf and Clover Hope, two GMG employees. Two of the greats. Two of the greats to talk about a subject that is near and dear to some of our hearts. Um, Cardi B. Cardi B. And you might be like, why is a Deadspin man, a Deadspin man, uh, managing editor of Deadspin. Why is he sitting in on this conversation? And it's because <laughs> of all of us, he has the closest connection to Cardi. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm prepared. Um, how are you guys, Samer and Clover? Good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Great. Love to hear that. I think we should honestly, since we teased Samer's close personal relationship with Cardi, I think we should start off with that. All right. I love Clover is the one who arranged it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, she played a big part in that. That's what we have. The- I do want to ask first, Clover, you were, I'm going to go ahead and say an early adapter. Because yeah. I remember being in Slack and uh, I think you and one other person who watched Love and Hip Hop New York we're just like, there's this girl on this show. She's going to be huge. We can tell she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I kind of heard about her th- in Slack through Kara Brown. Yeah. Our former, uh, one of our former writers. So once she was on Love and Hip Hop, which I like watch religiously, um, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's the uh, like Instagram Woman, the funny Instagram woman. That's, <laughs> that is an accurate description. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote a post about how she was America's new sweetheart. So, yeah, that was kind of before, you know, she blew up or recorded music, re- before she recorded, like, Bodak Yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, she was she was definitely, like, a, a starburst on that show. And really, like, stood out from everyone else because it seemed like she was, like, playing the game of reality TV, but also was actually like that. She was <laughs> actually crazy and not, like, playing crazy. Yeah. You can tell, I think. I think people who don't watch reality TV and are like, it's all fake. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's all set up to an extent, but you can tell whose personality is, like, actually way out there. Right, right, yeah. She had these sayings, catchphrases, and... You know, she like her confessionals were always hilarious, and you could you could just tell that she was um, she was bringing her personality to the show, not kind of like trying to fit into it. You could tell she was going to be a star, so yeah. you saw that first. I mean, maybe I'm like an A and R. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you are a multi talented woman, Clover. <laughs> this is just one of the many. Yeah. So you saw her on Love and Hip Hop. You wrote a post about her. You predicted her meteoric rise to fame, <laughs> um, and then uh, she came to the Jezebel offices. I want to know how that yeah. came about. Yeah, we set that up. I think we were just trying to do, you know, like, just get her into the office. Um, And, you know, I think Julianne and I basically, like, coordinated. um, And she came in. It might have been Julianne's idea to Mm -hmm. do, like— Winter, uh, you know, like dating and cuffing season, season. like a cuffing season themed (laughs) video. Um, And we wanted to get someone uh, in the GMG office. I think I remember asking uh, Sam Biddle when he was here um, because we wanted to get like this contrast of Cardi, who's like this loud personality, and just someone else. (laughs) Every no one is like her. So yeah, someone as the most mismatched. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I feel like um, that's shade. We're really no. setting this up, which <laughs> if I, anything, it's shade towards like the people we didn't choose. If anyone for being has loud and annoying, if anyone right, listening right. has not seen this video, I highly suggest Classic. that you watch it immediately. Yeah. Press one, pause one to three to five times. It's so good. I'm the type of person that I always want to be with somebody. Like I'm very Caribbean. I'm very traditional. I want to um get married but before that we got to get to know each other and i want to know if you want to live with me and build a family with me i don't have time to be quick dating quick fucking like i the next person that i always want to be with is the next person i want to be with for forever yeah and samer uh agreed to do it and it was like a great <laughs> pairing and yeah, did great. you get did they reach out to you or did you volunteer I think it was a coordinated effort between <laughs> or among like Emma Carmichael, yes. Gio Tolentino, and then Clover was like in charge of the whole project. But yeah, they. I, I think they told me that Biddle had dropped out, and they needed someone in last. You were the bench. Like, you were the baby. Yeah. Cool. I cool. can't think of a better thing happen. Like, I'm sure like it would have been fine the other way, but like putting you in there was just magic. Yeah. Not to shoehorn a sports reference, but it's like when <laughs> the guy Please. who uh, preceded Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe, got hurt. And then I was Tom Brady coming in. You're Tom Brady. the role. Um, and now— Also, I will say uh, Samer is one of like the last few uh, proud Patriots fans. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Well, oh. ambivalent now. It's okay. kind of downgraded a little bit. That's good. <laughs> I would hope so, sir. So Cardi B gave you dating advice. On camera. It's true. How <laughs> was it? Basically, I was just trying to take direction, not screw anything up. Because I knew, <laughs> like, I wasn't supposed to. I kind of got this sense when we were, like, first there that she was basically going to be doing most of the talking. Sure. And going yeah. to kind of, like, drive the video. And I was just there. You were a talking prop. More, like, as a straight man and, yes. like, someone to bounce jokes off of. Yeah, so you I was were basically the one to, you were going to. <laughs> you know, help her get over the yeah. fence. But. Yeah. Basically, the, all I was trying to do is just let her talk, get my lines right, my like five <laughs> lines right, and just not look weird on camera, which still didn't happen. I still look weird <laughs> yeah. on camera. It also, I think that you actually look great on camera because you're like a, I think, forgive me, you're like a, you're a more handsome Rami Malik. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. nice. There was, there was a phase where being compared to Rami Malek was really nice, and then now it's kind oh, of— Oh, now the downswing. Well, I'm, a, I'm still, like, appreciative of it, but— oh, that's good. I feel like in a couple of years, I won't. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what? We'll just we'll see what the future holds, you know? That's all we can do. Um, so Point you, being, everyone should be so lucky to feast their eyes upon you, is all <laughs> I'm trying Thank to you. say. That's the reason I came on the podcast. That's right. We have That's a stipulation right. of five compliments. Throughout <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I, I think we're almost there, so after that you can leave. Great. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think this is a perfect example of what she is so good at in that she immediately knew what her role was in that video, too, which was to make you blush as much as possible. Yeah, and she so, figured me out pretty quickly. <laughs> and, like, you can tell, like, you know, like, she, like, has, like, a past as, like, a stripper and that type of thing. And you can tell that she knows exactly, like, which buttons to push. Yeah, and she knows how to, like, make someone feel comfortable and not, like, or uncomfortable. Or uncomfortable yeah. Um, <laughs> which but yeah, I believe was, is what happened to you. There's a great part in the video where she, like, puts her leg up on you. And yeah. just the look on your face. This is like, <laughs> I. My question is, so again, the video was all about um, advice to get 
cuffed over the winter to get a winter boo. Mm-hmm. Um, my, <laughs> at one point, she's Good saying question. that you should go places where the people you're interested in <laughs> like to hang out. And her version was version was the strip club. She's like, I like I like a guy who like hangs out at the strip club, right. which is you know <laughs> you know her. good. Cool. Um, and then she told you that you should go to the library. <laughs> Where would be the best place if I wanted to find a winter boo? I mean, it really depends. Like, what do you want? Like, do you want like a sex fling? Do you want somebody that you could just fuck with, cuddle with, buddy up with, or do you want a relationship with somebody? A fling, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if you want a fling, you just gotta go to a place that that people like relates to you. For example, like the type of men I like, I'm most likely gonna find him in the strip club because I like the got dash money. I like hood niggas, and I might just find him in the strip club. You might like a girl that likes go to the library, so you could just go to the library and you find her there. Depends on what you like. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. What do you think she meant by that? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I guess it was just her first impression. She got a, a good read on me. <laughs> I didn't really have any um, opportunity to correct her on that, no. nor did I really want to. <laughs> I mean, how do you... I don't know what the retort would be. Yeah, I'm not you know? sure. I just, like, what would you say in response? Like, no. <laughs> like, no, I don't like the library. Like, I don't know. I don't know how one would handle that. I feel like if I tried to verbally spar with her, I would just get it worse, basically. She'd figure out. A, oh yeah. She would have figured out a way to dunk on me pretty quickly. Yeah, I think you would have had to slink off in embarrassment. <laughs> what was she saying when she was just like, she's like, you know, maybe I want a nice guy with green eyes. Yeah, <laughs> nice white light skinned guy. <laughs> yeah, <you were> like, <laughs> which there wasn't really an opportunity to correct her there. Yeah. Oh, like, my last name is Colin. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Cardi. Yeah. I mean, I think it's for the best that you did not didn't really get in her way. Yeah. Uh. So I will not uh, out her without her consent. Oh. But how long after this did you meet your like long term girlfriend? Um, I want to say it was like a month or two. <gasps> it worked. Wow. There you go. That Matchmaker timing. Jezebel. I love that. Yeah. Clover, congratulations. <laughs> You're welcome. Sammer's been secretly <laughs> dating Cardi B this whole time, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's not offset. It's been Sammer this whole time. Um, that would be the funniest couple of that I I don't know. I would she would great. eat you alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so great. That would be really pleasant. That'd be really sweet. How often do you think about that video? Like, do you think about it still, even though it was how many years ago? Three? Yeah, I would say I think it was the beginning of 2016. Yeah. Or? 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't really come up that much, like, outside of people who know me. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, it did get... I think someone uh, ripped it and put it on YouTube, and nice. it got a lot of views. And then I read, like, exactly one comment, and I was just like, I'm out of this. That seems... <laughs> you know what? Rape. And that is yeah. correct. That is the way to do it. Someone on YouTube once told me that I looked like a horse, but kind of in a hot way. Wow. <laughs> so I was like... That's terrible. It was a real roller coaster of a of a comment. <laughs> like um, a, a hot horse. Yeah. Huh. YouTubers are creative with their comments. And then someone yeah, like true. even the compliments are not because it was like, I like her weird teeth. <laughs> oh my God. I've had Invisalign since, so sorry. <laughs> like uh Pin Stripe one twenty eight or whatever your name was. YouTube fan nine five five. Samra, when you were with Cardi, though, in the room, did you have an inkling that she would also be very famous? I mean, I did. I 
I trusted Jezebel's intuition that this was going to be somebody who is going to be around for a while. And believe women. (laughs) (laughs) Samer is an ally. Ally. Thank you. It's a fun artifact of someone pre-fame, pre like huge fame. Yeah, this was like it was kind of. It all happened after that. Not that we can, like, claim any responsibility because, again, look at her. (laughs) Right. But, like, it did kind of just sort of snowball. So she released a couple mixtapes. Clover, were you into them? I heard a few songs, and I was kind of like, she sounds good, but she needs, like, she definitely needed improvement. She still had this flow that was a little disjointed, um, and I, I could tell that she had something, but I really, I didn't know if she can make, a, you know, a hit song, which is hard to do. But you could tell from the mixtapes that she had talent and that, you know, if she was, if she maneuvered the right way, that she could go somewhere. Definitely. So then what was the first song you heard that you're like, okay, you did it? There was... um I think it was with Migos. I don't remember the title of the song, but I know I heard it on the internet. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I was I was like, this, you know, has a catchy hook. Um, and it was kind of like strip club song, yeah. like, which, you know, that's kind of like the formula for, at least nowadays, like yeah. a rap song that you know will be a hit. Like if it plays well in the strip club, it's, you know... It's um it, it will play on the radio. That's so funny. I love <laughs> so that personally. I heard that and I was like, okay, this is good. This is actually good. And a lot of the songs that I'll hear coming out of Love and Hip Hop, you know, they kind of go in the studio and they'll record, you know, really bad songs <laughs> and they'll <laughs> film them recording them and they're like, yeah, this is a hit and and nothing ever happens with those songs. So I think people expected her to go that way to be like, you know, okay, she's just. So, like, record something and just go away. But she kind of kept recording good songs. Yeah. Yeah. And putting them out, and they just took off. And then it seems like people always were doubting, where it's like, yeah, but can she make a full album? And then it's like Invasion of Privacy came out, and people loved it. Right, right, yeah. And she won a Grammy, you know? She did. As we talked about, the Grammys are irrelevant, but— uh, it also is just like... But she still won a fucking Grammy. Yeah, and yeah. she's like doing... She keeps doing what like people are like, all right, well, will she be able to deliver this? And then she delivers it. She's, she's an excellent performer. I've yet to see... I mean, from what I've seen videos, I've yet to see her live, but she does seem to have a real charisma. I mean, I think her charisma is what made me still be able to enjoy Bodak Yellow. When did that song come out? Like two last or three year. years? La- was it really only last year? It's like two years ago. Well, because it was off Invasion of Privacy, right? Yeah, yeah but it was like the out. first Yeah, it came out before. For, right. Like a while before. Because I believe it was summer 2017. That sounds It was right. like the okay. number one song of summer. What year is this? It's 2019 <laughs> now, I so believe. two years ago. The number last one I song checked. of like tw- summer 2017, which um, was a surprise to people that it went number one. It's a great song. Bodak was like, okay, she is a star. Yeah. (laughs) But it was still kind of like, can she keep doing this? Right. It seems like she can. Yeah. seems like she did. (laughs) Well, and there's also, like, you mentioned in our notes, like, Tiffany Haddish. I was thinking of Jennifer Lawrence where Mm. there were these people who were just like, this is, like— America's sweetheart. This is the person where, like, 
all into and everything she does is so funny. And at least with like Jennifer Lawrence, like now that's kind of turned around where everyone's like exhausted by it because it feels really put on and, uh, you know, boring at this point. With Cardi, it hasn't gotten boring. Not yet. Yeah. Do you think it could? Um, Yeah, I think sometimes it's on how the subject handles it and sometimes they kind of play into it too much or... You know, they kind of um, become parodies of themselves. And I haven't seen that with Cardi yet because she really seems like she doesn't care about, like, she, that she doesn't want to be anything other than herself. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine her kind of, like, just playing it up in a way like she does when she's doing an interview or something. You know, she knows she has to, like, turn it on. But I just can't really see her kind of, I guess, sacrificing or compromising who— she really is for, um, you know, just just to stay relevant, right. kind of. And she stories so much that it feels like if we would have been exhausted by it, we, like, would have hit that point. That's true. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but, like, there was one recently because she is now back with her, the, her husband and the father of her uh, infant daughter culture. Yes. Uh, offset. And... She to the the like to the tune of the Popeyes theme, just on her stories was like, love that dick from Offset. <laughs> and so now anytime like a Popeyes commercial comes on or I pass a Popeyes, I'm just like, love that dick from Offset. So good, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, She's <laughs> always eating seafood towers. She oh, does God, love yeah. a seafood tower. I mean, who doesn't? You know? I think it's just like yeah. endless, endless deliveries of seafood towers. If I was extremely wealthy and had become so uh, very recently, I would also probably go through a seafood tower phase. Yeah. I yeah. think. Like, Why not? I'm not relatable. Believe me, I am saying it as aspirational. <laughs> it is aspirational. And also <laughs> just like wild to watch. Just like her just like cracking into yet another crab leg. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's kind of like I would watch Rihanna do anything. Yeah. I would watch Cardi B do anything. And I can't see, in the similar way that I can't see Rihanna kind of like being someone else that she's yeah. not, um, you know, I can't really, yeah, see Cardi B, you know. I feel like she would do that in 10, in ten years if she was, you know, still a superstar and maybe like in a movie or something. Right. She would still make a video like that. Well, that's something that I was thinking about, like, now that—so she's pretty well—she's very well established as a performer and as sort of a personality, and I don't know if this is necessarily, like, the peak of—I mean, do you think this is, like, the peak of her success, or is there still—is there still more to go? So I think that's the scary thing, that it's yeah. not even her peak. It's right. still her first album. It's hard to do a debut rap album that is good, <laughs> Um, you know, there aren't—I mean, they're really, you know, at, people, I think, kind of went back to, like, Lil' Kim, Hardcore, which, you know, it's, like, the perfect first album. Mm. Um, and she pretty much made, like, a really great first album. I think not even Nicki Minaj, like, made a—like, I, you know, kind of—I liked Cardi's album in terms of, like, um, the— cohesiveness, which mm-hmm. is the word used a lot in music reviews and stuff, but I liked it in terms of that a little more than Nicki Minaj's. So it's hard to make a great rap album and then have to kind of, a great debut rap album and then have to kind of follow that up a la Lauren Hill. Um, but I do think that she will, and I think she will 
just given the history of every single that she's released, you know, like the Bruno Mars song. That song is, is so yeah. good. Great. <laughs> I was listening to it on the way here, in fact. Yeah. I also just want to say, like, I love having Clover on to talk about music <laughs> because she's such a historian. Yeah. And, like, I just could, like, listen to her just talk all day. Yeah. I've been or, listening. Or, like, to- read a book, you know? <laughs> oh. Maybe. Yeah. Read a book by her <laughs> about maybe, music. Maybe. That's, a rap maybe. book it's about good. some women oh. in rap. Uh-huh. Which is maybe happening. It's happening. It's imminent. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to do it because yeah. it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Nikki. Yeah, great transition. There was beef. There is beef. I find Nicki Minaj's personality kind of to be the antithesis of Cardi's where I find I it like actively repellent. And like she also like tends to be really threatened by other women in the industry. Yeah. And so as like two – it's like two sons – fireballing towards each other, um, and naturally it was going to implode at some point. It's, it's true, um, and it did implode. I think. I mean, I think we can pinpoint the source of the implosion at the the shoe incident. Yeah, that at, was at the B- Harper's Bazaar party, right? Yeah, after the Met Ball. Um, someone, there was a, sh- a shoe was thrown. There were many, the security guards were involved. There's lots of really great, there's a really fantastic picture of Cardi wearing, like, one shoe or either either one shoe or no shoes, like, walking down the stairs in her bare feet in this enormous ball gown. I mean, Clover, tell me if you disagree. I feel like Nikki is at this juncture just, like, clamoring for relevancy. Um, I think it's the point where, you know, someone else is coming to challenge your position. Um, And a lot of times with women in rap, it's hard to—it's kind of always— not always, but there's been this um, tendency to just want to have one of them on top. Right. Um, you know, and once someone kind of like, for Nikki, I think, you know, it's kind of like, this is, Cardi was kind of a reflection that she wasn't on top anymore. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't number one anymore. Um, you know, she can still make songs, and she's nowhere from being like, um, irrelevant. Yeah, I don't think she's irrelevant, but it is, uh, I think a lot of times, um, you know, I do think that she's like threatened and fearing for, fearing irrelevancy. So, and it's kind of, so like, and from what it, from what Cardi has revealed, it sort of seems like, uh, Nikki was like making comments about her kid and, uh, that, I feel like most people agree is, like, where you it's cross like, a line. Yeah, it's like a boundary that you should not. Like, I remember this girl in middle school hated me, and once she saw me at the playground, uh, and I was babysitting. <laughs> I was there with, like, two kids I was babysitting, right. and she, like, tried to start something with me, and her, her boyfriend, who was 12, we were all 12. Love that. Her name was uh, Mariah. I said, Mariah, I am with, I said, I am babysitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And then her boyfriend, Justin, was like, Mariah, not in front of kids. Justin has a point. <laughs> Even though we were all kids. Ch- children, um, yourselves. Yes, that is but exactly it, like Nikki and Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I want to say. But I just mean like it's even the parallel. at 12, we realize like not in like you don't involve kids in beef. Yeah, you don't involve kids in beef. There's no, I yeah. mean, culture is like not even a year old. I think it was something where Nikki liked a comment that was negative or something. Mm. Um, Oof, that's like which, such complicated. I feel like that's yeah. just like so pervasive now, that kind of drama. Yeah. And Nikki does a lot of 
favoriting and liking that mm. is intended like to ex- yeah shady. I guess we could talk about our butt implants for like one second. Yeah, I really loved how candid she was about like and how candid she's been about her plastic surgery. I think that's like another way that she's very um, exceptional where she's just like not only is it like, yeah, I had this done. It's like, yeah, I had this done in the most crazy ass way. Yeah. Because <laughs> do you know this? No, I don't know anything about this. Oh, she welcome. had it done. <laughs> Hello. She had her butt implants put in. In a woman's apartment yeah, in the Bronx. Fucking crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Was this pre-fame or? Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. like strip, Probably when she was stripper a dancer, time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, she had a, them put in, in her, like, in this apartment. So totally illegally and like unsanitary. Like it's just unsanitary. Not how you should not do it um, if you're going to do it. Yeah, very dangerous. And then a couple, like a while later, she decided she wanted to get them even bigger and she went back to the like she like tried to go back to the apartment only to find out that she had, the woman had been like completely shut down sure. um, and had been <laughs> <Fair>. arrested. <laughs> Fair, um, which I just I just love that story and I think about it a lot. I was going to say why didn't she just splurge on the like rich person? But the rich person. But I mean, you know what? If it worked the first time, you know, and you can get a, you can still get a good deal. I, I think she still wasn't rich at that point. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, because when I'm, she was rich, she got her teeth. Oh, she had her teeth fixed, that's right. Yeah. Which was controversy because, you know, people liked her uh, previous teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was kind of like, I'm not going to fix them. And then she kind of did. But then she talked about it. So she yeah. was pretty yeah. open about it. Has Nikki ever talked about any p- plastic surgery that she has definitely had? Not that I'm aware of. I think she's kind of skirted around that. Yeah. Um, or kind of like made little jokes about it. Like, right. Ass, ass implants and like she'll mention that in a song or whatever. Right. Right. Ass and shots, whatever. I mean, it's obvious. I feel like if you're going to get a new ass, if you're going to get new tits, whatever, just like talk, just people have eyes. So just mention it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's like one of those things where like it's technically not anyone's business. No, sure. But also not. like if you are going through like an extreme change, you probably will like and, like, what you're looking for is positive attention, you'll probably get more positive attention by just being open. By being, like, forthright about what you did to your body. If you're going to do it and spend the money, talk about it. I certainly would. Cardi, the fashion icon, is something that I would also like to talk about for a brief moment. Um, she, something about the way that she has been styled is, feels very refreshing. Like, it's very, whoever is styling her is doing a really, Really good job. Like they put her in that um, Terry Mugler uh, vintage seashell situation for the Grammys red carpet. Um, the dress that she wore to the Met Ball last year when she was super pregnant was amazing. Um, I like that she is sort of, I feel like she's sort of being embraced by, I mean, I don't know if she's necessarily being embraced by fashion per se, but she does have a very successful Fashion Nova line. Um, a jacket from from which Jezebel editor-in-chief Julianne Escobedo <laughs> Shepard purchased a pink and red fur jacket that is spectacular. 
Um, oh, nice. Her stylist, by the way, is Colin Carter. Thank you. Thank you. Colin Carter, you're doing a very good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she always, I think she, al- she always looks good and she's always doing something that doesn't, that feels unexpected. Like it always feels like there's like a little throwback to it. I remember she did an appearance on some late night show and she was wearing like a sort of exaggerated like suit. Mm-hmm. jacket situation with like yeah. a little green wig and she just looked like it was just so um it was just so like different than what you like like I could never see Nicki Minaj in that. Yeah, there's um you know, there's kind of like been an evolution of in terms she, of like yeah, yeah fashion start out that way. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think this fashion nova line was smart yeah. because it's a way for her to stay kind of um relatable to people who can't afford Fashion Nova but want to kind of have a sort of runway look. Sure. <laughs> um, even though sometimes Fashion Nova outfits are difficult. I mean, just a special kind, a different kind of runway. Yeah. Is what they're dressing for. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of, of cutouts. And, just cutouts that don't make any logical sense. Yeah. She kind of has, she can go from Fashion Nova to kind of like couture and look and wear it really well and not to use Rihanna all the time, but you know, she's it's kind good, of these Rihanna ex- moments. Yeah. yeah, like unexpected. You know she's going to wear something incredible, but you don't know what it is. What I really like is that what she wears tends to be like works of art as opposed yeah. to like her kind of like day-to-day style is very much like the Fashion Nova, like Tatiana type of thing, <laughs> yes. which I love um, for anybody else but me. Um, <laughs> but like... The, I love it for you. Oh, thank you. I should, I should get more Let's like... Let's do it for, do it for summer. <laughs> I'm ready for thought for Tatiana Maddie. Um, yeah, I should Maddie just like Maddie. Up, I want yeah, I want a pair of like denim chaps or something that I can Who wear with a little pair of panties underneath. <laughs> um, but yeah, she kind of can go from like this like high to low in a way, and then kind of elevate low and you know make the high fashion seem more accessible. And I think that's a Rihanna thing too, where yeah. And she'll, it's, she'll wear, like, these, like, cupcake dresses that aren't at all, like, sexy or, right. you know, like, you know, they're just, like, actual sculptures. Like yeah. Yeah, which I just find really exciting. Yeah, and there's a history in, um, you know, amongst female rappers of kind of this combination of high and low where they're bringing, like, this uh, sh- the street fashion and, um, and high fashion. And right. so she's kind of just the latest— iteration of that, basically. I love it. Me too. As someone who also mixes high and low in her own <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. broken I mean, way. Same. That's what I aspire to do every day when I get dressed. I mean, I guess a good question that we kind of touched on is like, how do we think she'll evolve? Like, what ideally is her next move? Samer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Samer. What do yeah, you Samer, do you have thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I think going back to that conversation about how the act eventually wears thin. Mm. It'll it'll be interesting to see when and if it wears thin for her. I mean, I feel like she does come across as genuine, and I have. It's kind of hard to imagine a point where I would be tired of it, but maybe there's some point where she'll try to reinvent herself. I don't know if yeah. that'll work. Right? Like, could she like Gaga or something? Right. Right. And would yeah. she want to? You know, release an album with Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I would be oh, a standards that. album. I would I love, love that. that That's a great idea. <laughs> Cardi, if you're listening, a standards album. I mean, she album. should do like a Bruno Mars. And there should be like a Bruno Mars and Cardi album. I that would die. Sense. That would be yeah. so good. Do you think it, she'll go into like acting? 
Um, I could see that. Uh, I think she would shock everybody if she, like, won an Oscar or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So maybe that's in the future. What if Cardi Egots? That would be incredible. If Cardi Egots, I will die happy. Wins over Glenn Close. (laughs) Glenn Close is just like, fuck. Again. (laughs) Glenn Close gives up on acting. She's like, I'm done. This is it. I've had a great career. I'm going to go make goat cheese now. Fuck this. It's kind of hard to imagine her playing any part besides what we, like, think is her true self. Like, imagining her, like, as, like, Allie in A Star is Born. Yeah. I, mean, I want her to play. I want to remake that movie again. <laughs> That's why it would be. I think anything she could see as a challenge, she would probably want to do. Yeah. I mean, it, and she works really hard at being good. So if she wanted to be good at acting, I think she could do it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, if I she just. I hope that Cardi gets into acting just like a little bit. I mean, I feel like you She's got in that Pepsi commercial. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna <laughs> say the Pepsi commercial at the Super Bowl is a. a I guess an indicator of how she would be as it's an also actress. Following in the footsteps of a lot of other female pop stars. Like you know? large, yeah, that's true. Spice Girls, Britney, Beyonce. Beyonce. Not a bad crew. Yeah, good company to be in for sure. Also, like, I don't know. I'm just like so curious about her life with offset. So like they should do a reality show. <gasps> oh right. boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> she would probably do that. I can. That seems the most realistic, and I uh, can't wait. I hope it happens. Oh my god! I just I can't believe I just came up with the best idea <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Congratulations in the universe. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining us while talking about this enigmatic person. I like. I can't believe we've gone this long. I know without like just de- devoting a full conversation to her. And I'm glad that we finally gave her and Clover and Sammer. They're, uh, they're due. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you to Clover Hope and Samer Kaloff. Manna Mofidi is our executive director of audio. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com or follow us at dirtcastpod on Twitter. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>